Well, after taking a break this afternoon after finishing the article, which is out in in everybody's mailboxes, uh, it was just nice to shave them balls just in time to have the uncomfortable conversations that everybody really wants to have. You're in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13, and still, still not banned over on Facebook, for God's sakes. There has to be somebody that hates me enough over there to fucking get me banned. I can only hope. I can only hope here, people. I can only hope. There's only so much I can do. There's only so much I can say. Before I get fucking banned over there. I'm at least getting shadow banned by half the people that call themselves quote unquote friends of mine. So at least I got that going for me, which is nice. Article's a little bit different this week. Uh trying something a little bit different. I'm actually giving you the DVOA data and DVP data underneath each player so you can actually look at it uh right as you're kind of reading along. Make your decisions based on that information. Um, including what I, you know, have said about each player. Ooh, pardon me. Um, this is a little bit to help out anybody that has issues with primarily the weekly DFS spreadsheet, which this has come right off of. Um, basically, it, it just it still allows those people who can't access it because they're on their you know, say iPhone, iPad, all that. If you're having any issues, then at least you have some kind of something to look at so you know exactly what we're we're dealing with. It also helps me when I'm writing the article uh, to not regurgitate a lot of that data. You know, uh, you know, for instance, our first quarterback will be getting to Josh Allen, uh, you know, facing uh, Miami Dolphins, Defense that is 26 in pass defense DVOA, 26 in DVP ranking that is points allowed to the quarterback. Um, you have that data in there. I don't need to basically go through it each and every time. If you know, just to kind of save some time, it, it saved me a lot of time. Probably saved a couple of hours just not having to write those lines. And you would think it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it really is when you're writing up. Um, the amount of players that we do, uh, amount of players to look at, um, and carefully consider for our cash and GPP lineups. So it is what it is. Uh, hopefully you guys like it. I think this is going to be the format kind of going forward. Um, makes it a lot easier on everybody. Um, and in case something happens and I can't get a podcast out right away, at least you have the numbers on there. You can see it, but we're you know still trying to get this podcast out as much as humanly possible on Saturdays. Uh, if you can, I walked away from this actually for about three hours uh, before I did the podcast, 
get it out there should be under an hour um we do that and then um if you guys really really want you know the ones that are on facebook that follow me over there uh if you guys want to facebook live again in the morning at like say eight in the morning uh just go ahead just ping me it's only going to take one or two really to get me to do it um just kind of let me know so let's get into this let's start quarterbacks and cash um we're not going to go you know game by game with the game lines um, we're just going to basically go through each and every player and I'm going to, you're going to basically hear how I really feel about everything. Right. I mean, you could read it, but hearing me talk about it is what really kind of drives people to go one way or another. So starting out cash, Josh Allen just talked about him 8,839 and 8,100. He is the highest priced quarterback on all sites. Um, Patrick Mahomes failed last week, but uh, we have Josh Allen going against the Miami Dolphins defense that has been terrible. Uh, said it here. Hard to move away from Allen in the spot as the Bills come off the bye week, throwing the fact that Buffalo uh, suffered that terrible loss before the break, and it's hard not to see them attempt to trounce the Dolphins the best way they can, and that is behind the arm of their quarterback. I did say I wanted to like either Moss or Singletary in the backfield because it is a very high spread, uh, but neither one has pulled ahead of my eyes the past couple of weeks. Uh, Zach Moss should be the lead back, of course. Uh, we've talked about this in prior weeks, but it's hard to trust either one. You know Josh Allen's going to have uh, three touchdowns through the air, at least expecting that three touchdowns through the air, and I would expect that with the poor Miami rush defense, um, we could be looking for a fourth touchdown on the ground. So that would be great. Uh, should be able to pay off. Uh, his price tag this week. Next, we have Jalen Hurts, uh, 8,433 and 7,200. Good for second, fifth, and fifth. Uh, did say that this is truly a quote unquote, don't watch the game and wait for the results type of play, as most of Hurts' production comes in the fourth quarter. This is basically, uh, he's become basically Blake Bortles. Um, if you remember, like, 2015, 2016, like, he'd always come through at the end. Now, it's a higher price, Blake Bortles, of course. But it's an ideal matchup against the Detroit Lions, who should be able to stay competitive, if not be ahead of this dreadful Philadelphia defense. Hmm. If anything, I am paying up for Allen in this spot, but we'll have shares of Hertz and GPP, as it should be a good game for fantasy purposes. The pricing on Hertz is what really conflicts me. Uh, that is especially true over on FanDuel. I do not like him being the second highest priced quarterback over there. Um, I would much rather just be able to pay the extra $400 for Josh Allen over there. I mean, you can pay the extra six. Uh, there's enough value on the slate that you can pay the additional six to get up to Josh Allen on Yahoo and $900 on DK might strap you a little bit, but, um, we don't have like a high priced, uh, tight end really this week you know you, you don't have the mark andrews the travis kelsey's the darren waller on this slate so you're going to be able to pay down a little bit at the tight end position and that's going to really open up um be able to open up your your payroll to to get josh allen so i do have jalen hurts in cash but i would probably suggest you know just sticking him in gpp um and just paying up for josh allen Carson Wentz is the last one in the cash spot. 
7,200 over on FanDuel, 29 on Yahoo, 5,700 on DK. Good for 10th, 8th, and 11th. Uh, this is the paydown spot in cash this week. Yes, t- Tennessee Titans defense put a whooping on the Kansas City Chiefs last week, but I am still not buying into this quote-unquote improved pass rush. The Colts have a much better offensive line and running back, which will have to make the Titans pull back a bit on the pass rush. I also have a gut feeling that even though this is a divisional game, that the Titans ha- may have blown their load last week and will come out flat. The secondary is still dreadful if the corners are left on an island against these capable wide receivers. Also note that I made a last-second omission of running back Jonathan Taylor for this matchup, as there are too many running backs that I like this week. So if you do like Jonathan Taylor, I get it. You can probably go that route, um, but I would probably stick Jonathan Taylor in GPP, not in cash. Um, He's probably going to be heavily owned this week on most of the sites. It's just the pricing on some of the other running backs I like a little bit more. Uh, so I'm pulling back away from him. And Carson Wentz has done very, very well the last couple of weeks, even in that game uh, against San Francisco. You know, through the blatant interception, trying to do too much, but he really did recover on that, um, especially with wide receiver Michael Pittman uh, in a driving rainstorm. Um, so Carson Wentz, uh, in my opinion, he is safe for cash this week. I really, really do like him, especially over on DK if you want to pay down. GPP, I'm taking a look at Matt Ryan, 7,200, 24, and 5,900. Good for 10th, 14th, and 10th. Best price on Yahoo. I have a little bit of love for Matty Ice in this matchup against the Carolina Panthers. We have seen the Panthers' defense start to struggle against formidable offenses the past three weeks. I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying it's got potential, okay? And that's not to say that they're a terrible unit, but we have seen Ryan have good games against mid-range defenses with suspect secondaries before. Throw in the fact that the Falcons have become pass-heavy because of their lack of rushing ability, and we should see some heavy volume this week. You'll notice in this play, um, there is the tracker bar, which is underneath you know, the DVOA and the DVP. That's each weekly ranking of that defense for Carolina. It has gone from 2nd to 7th to ninth in past defense DVOA, 14th to 19th, and still retain 19th um, the last three weeks. So can Matt Ryan get to 20? Absolutely, he can get to 20, and that's what you really need. Um, He even has the potential to get up towards 30, in my opinion, um, against this defense, which will have Stephon Gilmore back. Um, Or back. Uh, we'll have Stephon Gilmore uh, active, actually, after the trade with the New England Patriots. Moving on, we have our next GPP quarterback, and this one I am a little uneasy about, and it's surprising, actually. Teddy Bridgewater, 7,000, 26, and 5,400, good for 13th, 10th, and 17th. The question, is he going to be able to get it done against the struggling secondary, or is he going to get destroyed by this heavy and talented pass rush? The numbers show that he should be just fine, but this could also be a potential disaster, which either leads Bridgewater to be removed and replaced by Drew Locke or carted off on the golf cart or both. I'm going to play this one both ways, but I would be stupid not to tell you I have severe reservations. This is really risky. Okay, this is the douche canoes defense. This is the terrible secondary. Okay, 
29th, it had been studied, you know, 29th DVOA for pass defense. Uh, points allowed to the quarterback position, you know, 32nd, 31st, 32nd, 32nd. So it's hard not to see the numbers and say this is a, that this isn't a good play. But this Denver offensive line has been getting Bridgewater absolutely fucking destroyed. We saw that two weeks ago in the Las Vegas Raiders game. So if that Raiders team can do this with a heavy pass rush, can you imagine with a with a defensive line that has underwhelmed this whole year? Can they get it done against this this offensive line? Yes, they can. Is this def- is the Washington defense listed in the article? Yes, it is. Because it's a very, very heavy gut feeling. But, like I said, I'm going to play it both ways. I'm going to have a Teddy Bridgewater lineup. Yes, it's to cover my own ass on it. But guess what? I'm going to go way more heavy on the Dushka News defense than I am going to go on the Denver offense. Trevor Lawrence, last quarterback listed. 6,700, 24, and 5,500. Good for 21st, 14th, and 14th. That price on FanDuel is terrific. Uh, coming off the bye after the win in London against the Dolphins, this is a pretty good matchup for the rookie quarterback and one that I will have some shares of with the discount we are getting. If you've been here all season, you know by now how much I do not believe in the Seattle secondary, and it and it is one that I have no issues attacking week in and week out until they prove otherwise. Last week had more to do with the weather and opponent than it did with the Seahawks' defense. Sorry, Steve Renner. I do not believe in the New Orleans pass offense. Moving on, we are going to running back. Here's the cash game running backs. We have the cover boy and the reason why Trevor Lawrence is actually in GPP and not cash. And that is one, James Robinson, J-Rob, 8230 and 6600 good for 7th, 5th, and 10th. So best price is over on DraftKings. I have a love affair with any running back that is facing the Seattle Seahawks, and J-Rob is the main reason I did not put tra- quarterback Trevor Lawrence in cash this week. He's an auto lock over on DK, and as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be locked in over on FanDuel and Yahoo as well. So the DVOA numbers look pretty decent um, for Seattle. The problem is look at the, look at the rank, 29th in points allowed to the running back position. Um. And that's been pretty. That's been steady. It's been steady the whole time. I really should go back in here and take a look and see why this DVOA numbers are low. Maybe it's a maybe it's an error on my part that I haven't caught. But um, I I have no problem with any running back against Seattle. It's pretty much an auto lock. Um, it's just hey, if he's an auto lock over on DK, and as far as I'm concerned, he's going to be locked in over on FanDuel and Yahoo as well. Uh, we know FanDuel, you can pretty much fit anybody that you want in there. James Robinson has $30 over on Yahoo. It Even as a fifth highest price running back, that's still a pretty damn decent price. It's not getting anywhere near where, like, say, a guy like Derrick Henry or Alvin Kamara is at. So not bad, not bad at all. Next on the list, <laughs> there's no fucking way Daryl Henderson Jr. should be back in cash. He is. 7,723 and 6,500, good for 10th, 9th, and 11th. Probably should have listed him in GPP, but you guessed it. He's the cash-slash-GPP play of the week. 
Everyone and their mom was on Henderson last week, and he failed, which means what? He is going to be overlooked this week, which means his ownership is going to be lower than last week. Facing a Houston Texans run defense that is certainly weak, and the only reason their DVOA versus the RB numbers are so good is because the opposing team doesn't necessarily have to use their, utilize their running back against them. They still incorporate that very heavily with the L.A. Rams. They don't get away from it, okay? So DVP suggests high touchdown upside. So if passing in cash, get yourself in GPP. Daryl Henderson is going to be very low owned in cash, okay? He was like 76% owned over in cash. I would guarantee you in cash he is going to be 20 25% or less, which is great. So, like I said, if you can't fit him in over there, if you like the other guys better, uh, there's a couple other guys, too, that I'm like, okay, I got to get in there. I love a lot of running backs this week. So, even if you don't go with him, like I said, make sure to get some in GPP. I think he's going to be lower owned over there as well. Joe Mixon, 7629 and 6900 good for 11th, 6th, and 8th. So, best price is over on FanDuel. You run against the Jets. Want me to repeat that another way? You play to win the game. There is absolutely no reason for Joe Burrow and the passing offense to go heavy this week against the Jets secondary that has kept most opposing wide receivers in check and in front of them. That's why only Chase is listed in the wide receiver article because of his volume. If Joe Mixon is not a top three scoring running back this week, then the whole Bengals coaching staff should be fired. Um. I do kind of like Samaj P. Ryan as well. Um, not even in mop-up duty. He's been handling some of the passing load. So if you want a Millie Maker type guy, uh, you can take a look at P. Ryan. It, it could be just getting too cute. Um, I won't be doing it, not even in my GPPs. I'd be running mixing out um, before anything else. But um, the walloping that the Jets got last week was almost all entirely on the ground. Uh, the Jets tend to keep everything in front of them. Um, so it doesn't really give you high. It doesn't give you a lot of high upside out of your wide receivers. Now I do have one. You probably know who it is um, listed in there, but. That's because that's because he's a freak of nature, and we loved him uh, coming out of the draft. Everybody did, so it's not a big deal. But, I mean, this is a no-nonsense play. This is something that I should have been, and maybe this is something because I should have been on it last week with Damian Harris, and I was actually on it. He was the last cut out um, last week that maybe I'm, thinking of chasing, but really if you go back and you look at running games against the Jets, everybody's able to run because they're able to overpower them. They're able to, you know, run up the score and just, you know, run, 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 run. There's no real real reason to pass. Uh, Just get in and get the fuck out of there. So Joe Mixon, love him a lot. Damian Harris, speaking of the devil, 6,923 and 6,100, good for 15th, 9th, and 14th. He was a late cut last week, and I punched myself in the dick for it. Another great matchup as the Patriots try to slow this game down and keep Justin Herbert and this Chargers offense off the field as much as possible. I don't see the high-scoring affair that everyone else is looking at, even with both defenses being really suspect. 
even if this game is 24-21, watch it be 24-21. I don't see it being fantasy relevant for everybody. I don't see, like, the bonanza, right? That's what I'm trying to say. That's why I have picked a spot, and on the New England side, it is Harris. I don't necessarily believe that New England is going to win this game, as the Chargers are far more talented coming off a bye week. Um, But I don't see the Chargers running away with this game. There seems to be a lot of talk about Herbert getting revenge because he lost to this team last year. Slow down. This isn't Tom fucking Brady. Okay, Tom Tom Brady is very vindictive. Uh he'll want to get the best of another team, but that's not that's not how this usually runs with the LA Chargers. Um so especially if Eckler's out, that's a huge piece of their running game. Um, so that's going to be an even bigger struggle in my opinion, uh, considering that was a midweek injury. So to me, like I said, this game, if you believe what I'm saying that this game is going to stay really tight, nobody's going to get away from, you know, basically that the chargers are going to get away from it. Then you're going to like Harris. If you think that the chargers are going to get ahead in this game, and that New England is going to play from behind, kind of like, um, let's say, similar similar game, uh, the Dallas game, right? Dallas just, you know, chucking, chucking, and, and uh, you know, the running game kind of took over and they got ahead, so Mac Jones had to really pass in that game. Um, then you're not going to like Damian Harris because he's not the pass-catching back. So kind of consider that when you're looking at Damian Harris, it's, Really, that one's really involved with how the flow of the game is going. Okay, that's what you're trying to pay attention to. Um, that's what you're trying to use when you're making a decision with Damian Harris. If you don't like Harris, that's fine. You don't have to go with Harris. I have a couple more guys for cash. One of them being Antonio Gibson, sixty-two hundred, seventeen, and fifty-seven hundred, good for twenty-first, twenty-third, and seventeenth. <sighs> The price is just completely disrespectful to Antonio Gibson's upside. Um, and don't yell at me for this pick of, Wash- of Washington running back against the Denver Broncos because you just need to look at the trends, okay? Um, did say get the fuck out of here if you don't think he can get it done against this Broncos defense, which has sprung a leak, and they don't have enough linebackers to fill the hole. Fade only if you are worried about him getting injured, but understand this is the first week in forever he has practiced all week. So what I'm saying with the trend is when you look at that trend bar, so you see the DVOA goes from, we'll just do five weeks, right? Eighth to ninth to 10th to 20th to 26th. And then you see the point totals go from first to third to 8th to 13th. Now, when you're looking at that trend bar, and I try I've tried this I've tried teaching this in the preseason, and it's kind of hard when you can't see when you can't really see the real raw data right in front of you. Um when you see that, now you have to ask yourself, okay? How many how many points or how bad were they to go from eight to nine. Maybe it wasn't all that bad, right? But then they go from nine to 10, which means, you know, they had to get even worse. 
you have a high jump of 10 to 20. That means they seriously got fucked. They go from 20 to 26. That means they seriously got fucked again. Don't think of it as a eighth to ninth jump. Don't think of it as a ninth to tenth jump. Don't think of it as a one spot jump. It takes a lot, a lot to get from nine to ten, and it takes even fucking more to get from ten to twenty on the points to go from the number one rush defense or uh, points against defense for running backs to third takes a hell of a lot of points to go from third to eighth takes a hell of a lot of points to go from eight now up to 13 took even more fucking points so you're talking while they're trend doing this trend Especially so DVOA, when you're going from 9th to 26th, that means they are just as bad as probably the fucking Detroit Lions right now in rushing. And the same goes when you're going from 1st to 13th. They had to give up a shitload of points. Because remember, especially in points, remember, that is per week in points. So if you want to look at this, go to Pro Football Focus, go to their defenses versus position section, and look at the current number three defense and how many points they're giving up, and then go to the number 13 defense and look at what they're giving up. And think about the total number of points it has been taken or that it has taken to get from third to 13. It takes a hell of a lot of points. So when you start seeing those trends in there, that means those are spots to, to start attacking. Especially if you have a three to four week trend on there, those are the spots to start fucking attacking. Even if it doesn't look good, those are the spots to start attacking. Now, if you get into, say, Eli Mitchell in the next one, right? He's our next running back going against the Chicago Bears. 5,800, 20, and 5,400. Good for 29th. Ridiculous. Uh, 15th and 20th. Respectable. So what you also have to look at, too, is here, if you look in the trending bars for the rush defense DVOA, went from 12th, 11th, up to 23, but back down to 17th. That sometimes you have to look at the actual team that they faced um, to see if they just you know don't really have a fucking running game or what's going on in there. Um, in this one, you also see the DP, DVP went from 12 to 11, up to 14, up to 16. So see, they're starting to trend up. It's the reason because this defense is getting hurt more and more. And like I said, I may not have been high on him coming out of the draft, but it is his backfield for now. And the Bears are destroyed in their run defense with no Khalil Mack and possibly no Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks is leaning more towards out than he is in. So I said, Hicks is the big one, early game. 
and we should know before game time if he is playing or not. If not, I'm close to an auto lock in cash games. A lot of people, a lot of people may or may not. I'm up in the air on it. He's really low price. He's going to help you get to whatever you need up top. So at least pay attention to Eli in GPP. You know how we say, if you don't like him in cash, at least look in GPP. It would depend on what I would have to change out there out to get him in there and if it makes the lineup stronger. His price is stupid low, so it would be easy to change him in. But what am I going to go up to? Um, you know, is it going to get me another guy that's on the list? And I feel really, really good about it. But I did say his FanDuel price is stupid low and price behind running backs. I haven't done shit this season. He is a proven commodity no matter what I've said about him. So GPP, we've got high-end running backs in here. We've got Derrick Henry on Tennessee, uh, highest price running back on the board, 10-5. 39 and 8,900. Okay. Henry moves to GPP because I don't have a need to fit him in this week, but we must also understand that he is the primary piece of this Titans offense. So he will still get the heavy workload. If the Titans are going to win this game against the Colts, it's going to be because of him and not quarterback Ryan Tannehill, who most folks are looking at this week. I looked at it. Colts have been good against the run this season and held Henry to just 113 yards rushing with no TDs in week three. But King Henry can absolutely destroy them in the rematch. I will have share uh, a share somewhere. It's probably going to be one share. It's not going to be. It's not going to be on fucking Yahoo. I can tell you that. It's either going to be on DK or it's going to be on Fanduel. Probably Fanduel easier to get on there, right? Half point PPR as well. So. It kind of is what it is. This, to me, is still kind of risky. I believe more in I believe more in Henry than I do of the actual Tennessee Titans. Let me just say that. Okay. If there's one P, if there's one player that's not going to come out flat, it's going to be Derrick Henry. He's earned that respect. He should have that respect every single week. But again, ten five for him. So you need bare minimum 25 points on FanDuel for him to pay off. And we'll say 26, 27 on DK. What does that mean? He needs to have a multiple touchdown game. Okay. You need him. Let's say, let's say he runs for 120 yards. It's 12 points, right? DK. You get the bonus, so that's 14. So you need him to get that 120, a couple of catches, and at least two touchdowns to pay off. He has to do it. That's the only way he pays off. It's not saying at all that Derrick Henry can't go off for 150 150 yards. But if he can't get the touchdowns, He's not going to pay off in DFS. And you're probably going to be pissed in your seasonal leagues if he doesn't get two touchdowns, right? Right? But just understand, that's what you kind of need in DFS. If he scores less than that, you can consider that lineup a fail um, unless, you know, unless, you know, your cheaper options that you had putting in there. 
uh, happened to pay off. You know, he didn't completely tank. Uh, didn't go didn't go off off. I like I said, I, I just don't see him winning a GPP unless he gets the two touchdowns. He has to have the two touchdowns. All right, DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions, seventy one hundred twenty three and six thousand. Good for seventh, seventh and eleventh. So best price over on DK, which is ridiculous with the full point PPR. Uh, never mind his questionable designation. He's questionable every fucking week. Has he not played? No, he's played every week. The Eagles have been dreadful against running backs, and Swift always carries the designation because of rest during the week. He's a good play this week and will be heavily utilized to carry the majority of the load in a game that Detroit has a great shot at winning. Okay, He had like 70% of the snap share compared to Jamal Williams. Do I like Jamal Williams in this spot? Yeah, I do. Am I going to go with Jamal Williams? No. I'd rather go with the higher upside guy. That's DeAndre Swift. If you want to pay down a little bit more and go with Jamal Williams, bless your heart. Okay? On DraftKings, I don't mind him in cash because of his salary. That's just honest. That's just honest. That's just that's D-Roy being honest. Last but certainly not least is Nick Chubb, 8,029 and 6,800. Good for 8th, 6th, and ninth. Now, I'm going to explain this one, you know, just read it, explain it. If you look at the last three years, Chubb has not been successful against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Unless you look at the playoff game last season when him and Kareem Hunt destroyed this unit. Now he's going to get the whole workload, which gives me interest. It's a dart throw on a talented running back with the chance to hit at under 5% ownership in a pay-up spot. I'll have a share. The Cleveland Browns have figured it out with their offensive line. The only question is whether or not, you know, my worry would be if Pittsburgh happens to knock out Baker Mayfield, if that kills it a little bit more because they'll, you know, you'll still have, even with Baker Mayfield's bad shoulder, He's a better passing option than uh, Case Keenum. So if Case Keenum comes in, does that load the box up even more to stop Nick Chubb? That's kind of my only concern. I do like him. I do like the play. Uh, It's probably going to have, like, anytime you see me say I'll have a share, that usually means one lineup. I run three on, you know, I run four. If you include the cash lineup, I run four on the three sites, right? So I have 12 lineups out there. You're looking at a one out of 12. Kind of think of it like that. Even though my you know, my cash lineups tend to be very similar, um, I still consider it you know, running 12 lineups out there. But I like to play. I just, uh, it's worrisome. I'm not a GPP. I'm not a GPP player where I just go, okay, I got a fucking wad of cash. Let me just throw fucking money at it. Let me just put it in another lineup. I don't do that. I don't do that whatsoever. So wide receivers. Oh, my God, we're in 35 minutes. This shouldn't take too long. Uh, top of the top of the charts, Cooper Cup. <laughs> 9,236 and 9,000. He's first all along the board. Um. Can he get to 27 points? Yeah, uh, especially over on DK. If you look at his 
his average per game, it's 28.91. 28.91. This dude has a good matchup every fucking week, and it's ridiculous. And he's got another good one here. He's 23. He's still considered a wide receiver, too. You got to. You got to put Robert Woods as the wide receiver one. So wide receiver two, 23rd in DVOA versus the wide receiver two. Has uh, uh, Tavarius Thomas he's got to go against. Tavarius Thomas. Fucking kidding me. He's the only wide receiver for Los Angeles that I can trust because Houston can be dominated on the ground with Henderson. I'm not inclined to pay up for him in the spot, but you can't deny he's been in a great spot every week when he's playing in the passing game. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. So, to me, Henderson's the better play. I will have a share of Cooper Cup in GPP, if I, especially if I do not have Daryl Henderson. Debo Samuel, 7,800, 28, and 7,400. Good for third, fifth, and sixth. Uh, best prices are on Yahoo and DK. Um, in fact, I, I think he's still undervalued over on DK, to be completely honest with you. But uh, Bears, 32nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Uh, will face both Jalen Johnson and Kendall Vildor. He gets on fucking Vildor. He's gone. He's fucking gone. This Bears defense, this Bears defense just gives up points to the fucking wide receivers. It's ridiculous. Um, I would still do Eli Mitchell first. If you're not using Eli Mitchell uh, in your running back spot, your flex spot, definitely consider Debo Samuel. Um, I am not pairing them up. No, I am not pairing them up. Can you? You could. But don't fucking ask me. I just I even wrote it out. No, you cannot pair him with Mitchell and Cash. Okay, Jesus. AJ Brown, Tennessee Titans, seventy six hundred twenty four sixty nine hundred. Good for fifth, tenth, and ninth. AJ has finally come back to the land of the living, and despite the DVOA, this is a great spot for him in a game that I see the Titans playing from behind. Right, that's what I said. Last week, the numbers looked better because the Colts were facing the Niners. That's kind of explaining that DVOA where it dropped from 21 to 12. So good spot. There's no Julio Jones, so he's going to be the main guy. He's going to be the main guy. I don't give a fuck about any of these uh, secondary tertiary guys. Fuck that. Don't care. It's A.J. Brown or nothing. A.J. Brown or nothing. Deontay Johnson, 7,523 and 6,700. Good for 7th, 12th, and 11th. There's no Denzel Ward this week, which opens the coverage for Johnson, who is without a shadow of a doubt the best wide receiver to use on the Steelers week in and week out. I did say I have a semi-chub for Chase Claypool if you're feeling sassy in a Millie Maker. I'm just, I'm not putting Chase Claypool in there. Um, well, I won't use Chase Claypool. I'll use Deontay Johnson um, because he has an advantage over both Greg Newsom and Greedy Williams. The problem is Chase Claypool does not have uh, technically an advantage um, against either Greedy Williams or Greg Newsom, even with the 18th and DVOA versus the wide receiver too. But you can consider it if you want to. Um, 
especially if you believe that the Steelers are going to be behind. This would kind of correlate more with that Nick Chubb play. Uh, Steelers playing from behind, got to come back. I did look at Najee. Yes, I did look at Najee Harris. I He was one of my f- first cuts, though. Um, I like the rookie, but uh, just not in this spot. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and take my spots probably next week. DK Metcalf, 7,425 and 6,800. Good for 9th, 6th, and 10th. He's the only fucking dude that G- quarterback Geno Smith throws to. I guess the Jags, that might be just enough to get the job done. I don't care if Nevin Lawson, Shaquille Griffin, or Trey Herndon are on him. They all three of them can be on there. DK Metcalf can fucking destroy this whole secondary and go fucking nuclear, even with Geno Smith as his quarterback. So... DK Metcalf, really, really good. Uh, he's priced down because of Geno Smith being in there. So I'm going to be real tempted to put him in a fucking lineup. Stefan Diggs, 7,330 and 8,100. Good for 11th. 11th, huh? Third and second. Good spot against the Dolphins, who have been dreadful this season on defense and more GPP on Yahoo and DraftKings here. But on FanDuel, are you fucking kidding me with that salary? It is low. It's real low. Uh, buy some shares over there for sure. Uh, don't necessarily have to pay uh, pair him up with Josh Allen. You can just leave Josh Allen naked um, and use uh, Stefan Diggs if you want in GPP only. Uh, but I would get a share. I would get a share. He is not. He has not technically blown up yet. So would not be surprised if it's this week. Um, Cortland Sutton, 7,100, 21, and 6,400. Good for 14, 16, 14. Even if fellow wide receiver Jerry Judy is back, that won't change the fact that Sutton is the top target here and in a matchup against cornerback Kendall Fuller. He has a chance to take the top off the secondary. I do like him. Uh, Denver will score points. I do believe Washington will get ahead in this game, and Denver will have to throw. Um, That's why you don't see any running backs. So... I like him. I we'll get to Jerry Judy when we get to Jerry Judy, okay? Um, but Jerry Judy is going to is apparently going to be active for this game, so hopefully you heard that um, uh, before you looked at the spreadsheet and saw that he was still questionable. So he is not questionable. He is going to be active. He is going to be playing. Calvin Ridley, Atlanta Falcons, seven thousand twenty-one and sixty-six hundred, good for fifteen, sixteen, and twelve. Still underpriced. Uh, Price is okay, actually, over on DK, but he's still under price, which makes him viable uh, for cash, and at some point he must go completely off and expand his yards per target. Uh, Carolina, 29th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. He's going to have Keith Taylor across from him or A.J. Bouye. Um, yeah, fuck off. He's going to beat either one of those. He can... He can destroy Dante Jackson and man and man to man coverage too. So, uh, not too worried about that. Michael Pittman, I have a lot of interest here. Sixty six hundred twenty one and fifty three hundred go for nineteenth, sixteenth, and twenty eighth. Twenty eighth over in DraftKings. Wow, dude, bro, it's the Michael Pittman Jr. show. I hope that wide receiver T. Y. Hilton plays, as it will take all the eyes off the second year wide receiver. Well, the majority of them. Uh, even if Hilton sits as a terrific matchup for Pittman and his price tag is awesome, especially on DraftKings, there will be touchdowns against the Titans. Love them, love them, get more of them. 
Marvin Jones Jr., Jacksonville, 6,400, 16, and 5,900. Good for 24th, 29th, 21st. Uh, it's Marvin versus Sydney in a battle of the Joneses. Sydney is a bag of dicks in coverage, and Marvin is going to be kicking it all around the field. So love it. <laughs> I really love it. Um, you can, If you look at the treading bar for total points, um, it goes 20th, 23rd, 25th, 21st, and then down to 13th. Uh, remember, Seattle, they had, the rain, they had a rain game, too. Uh, against New Orleans, so that's how that plays in there. So really, really good play. Cole Beasley, sixty one hundred, seventeen, and forty nine hundred, good for twenty ninth, twenty seventh, and thirty fourth at forty nine hundred. Uh, he is actually four hundred dollars less than um, Michael Pittman. There's no Dawson Knox at tight end, which means that Beasley will have the middle of the field all to himself. Add in the cheap price tag, and Beasley makes the better pairing with quarterback Josh Allen over on DraftKings. So 32nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus, 30th in points allowed to wide uh, wide receivers overall. Uh, Against tight ends, I want to say it is 20th ranked. I don't have it up right now. It's it's like 20th, and then like the points are like 28th to tight ends. So the middle of the field, Cole Beasley, there's no Dawson. Like I said, no Dawson Knox. It's Tommy Sweeney that's going to be the tight end. Josh Allen's going to prefer Cole Beasley over Tommy Sweeney any fucking day. Brandon Cooks of Houston, 6,015 and 5,700. Good for 31st, 36th, and 23rd. Best price over on Yahoo. Let's get that trade price up before Monday. Rams are weak against the wide receiver one, and Cooks will be an even better play if either cornerback Robert Rochelle or cornerback Jalen Ramsey are out this weekend. I'd prefer Ramsey to be out, of course, because if Rochelle is out and Ramsey plays, that moves Ramsey to the outside on Brandon Cooks instead of Ramsey kind of playing that center field position out of the slot. So um, I would if both of them are out, I'll fucking take it. I will absolutely fucking take it. Traquan Smith. Uh, wow. I totally forgot to write it in the correct way. <laughs> um, first and foremost, uh, I know there's certain people that actually know what the fuck I was trying to say here. Uh, let's save this real quick. <laughs> 5,500, 15, and 3,900. Good for 50th, 36th, and 57th. So best prices are on FanDuel and DK. Um, <laughs> risk versus reward. Cash slash GPP play. Not risk versus reward GPP play when I have them written in cash. As Smith is dirt fucking cheap and pay no mind to the matchup with cornerback Ross Cockrell who is fucking terrible and is actually a better matchup than in the playoff game last year when Jameis Winston hit him for a bomb against his Tampa Bay defense. Risk versus reward. On uh, FanDuel and on DK, you're paying such a low price for him. Um, Let's see, $1,000 over minimum on FanDuel. That's negligible. Uh, about $900 over minimum over on uh, DK, negligible because of how low it is. So if you need a guy to fill in, if you need a cheap guy, this is the guy that you want to look at. 
Now, it is, like I said, it's risk versus reward. This could flame out, but this also has a chance to really fucking hit. They've been waiting for Traquan to come back. Winston has a history with Traquan. That's why he was so pissed and they were yelling at each other on Sunday Night Football because they were, you know, (laughs) he just fucking got back. Like the like the plays were gonna work in the first game back. Fuck that. Fuck that. GPP Jamar Chase of the Bengals. Hard not to like him. Uh, eighty two hundred thirty one and seventy five hundred. Good for second, second and fifth. So best price over on DK. Uh, the Jets are thirtieth in DVOA versus the wide receiver one. Don't give up a ton of production in terms of points to the wide receivers, but he will be facing cornerback Brandon Eccles. Um. If I'm on Mixon, there's no way I can like Chase and Cash, but he's still in a good spot. And as I mentioned above with Mixon, that Chase is getting the target volume as the top wide receiver in this offense. Matchup in against cornerback Brandon Eccles, it's on the table for GPP. So if you like him, go ahead. GPP only. Okay. Terry McLaurin for the douche canoes. 7,424 and 7,600. Good for ninth, tenth, and fourth. So FanDuel Yahoo, best pricing over there uh, on those two sites. If the douche canoes are going to win this game, they're going to need McLaurin to step up and help to get the job done. It's a good spot against cornerback Ronald Darby, but it's easier to beat the Broncos on the ground, which is why I am more on Gibson at running back. That's why Gibson is also in cash. Keenan Allen, 6,900, 23rd. 23rd, 23, and 6,500. Good for 16th, 12th, and 13th. Best price on FanDuel, unfortunately. Uh, If we know that the Patriots always try to take a part of the offense away and keep the focus there, um, or we do know, I should say. If running back Austin Eckler is playing, it will be him, but if he is out, it should be wide receiver Mike Williams, which will leave Allen to roam around and collect targets like the good old days. Patriots secondary is beatable to begin with and have been flaccid against the wide receiver too, uh, specifically the last uh, four weeks. So they've left it open. Uh, Mike Williams is the bigger threat. He's the big play threat. So they're going to try and, you know, roll a safety over to that side. And like I said, it should leave him open uh, more across the middle. Devonta Smith of the Eagles, 27, uh, 6,200, 16, and 5,500. Good for 27. 29th and 25th. Uh, it's a good spot here against cornerback Jerry Jacobs, but we know with this offense that most of the pass targets are up and down in the passing game. You know, you can't, there's nothing reliable. Um, they, he has not formed the rapport with Jalen Hurts. Uh, anybody who listened to the live stream Thursday night um, heard Rob say this. There's been no rapport here. So, um, you just can't trust in cash. It's too high price for cash, in my opinion. I'd rather play. I'd rather pay down for Traycon Smith, have him fail, um, but have it allow for everything else to be you know stable and sturdy, right? So that's kind of the way I'm playing it. Jerry Judy, six thousand twenty and forty nine hundred for thirty one twentieth and thirty fourth. So FanDuel DK best prices does have the best matchup. The wide receiver two will be in the slot against Danny Johnson when they go three wide. Um, I did say he's still not clear to play this weekend. Hard to trust coming, up, but he'll be hard to trust after coming off of IR. That's 
That's the big point. Okay, that's why he can't go into cash. The other option to pivot to if he plays would, of course, be wide receiver team Patrick and isn't even a bad idea if Judy is out, if you like the Denver passing game this weekend. Now, remember that in that slot spot, okay, remember what I say about slot wide receivers and tight ends because that's going to come up with a couple of guys. Last two guys, they're both Jaguars. LaVisca Chenault, 5,800, 16, and 4,700. Pardon me. Uh, good for 35th, 29th, and 43rd. Uh, what's the overused phrase here? Oh, yeah, he's due. He's also going to be up against cornerback DJ Reed Jr. And by now, you should know my feelings about him. Uh, Jamal Agnew as well. That is your slot wide receiver. LaVisca is on the outside. Jamal's in the inside. 5,300, 10, and 3,700. Good for 55th, 60th, and 63rd. He's actually been the better wide receiver out of the slot. And remember what I said about slot wide receivers and tight ends. They usually correlate. So if you're not on a tight end like Dan Arnold, who's also in a really good spot, it's like 20th, 18th to 20th, somewhere in there, uh, then pivot your attention here as Lawrence has been targeting him a lot. Go to the target data sheet. You'll notice he's been getting like six or eight, six to eight, uh, targets a game. Okay, so he's been keeping up with Chenault and uh, Marvin Jones out of the slot. So it's not a bad play whatsoever. Tight ends, Cash, Kyle Pitts, Atlanta Falcons, 6,800, 21, and 63rd. First across the board. That is two, at least $2,000 down from what your usual top end tight end is, is uh, costs. So the kid is surging, and even in a mediocre matchup, he'll have the opportunity to pay his salary off, not only in his natural tight end position, but split out wide at tight end. Uh, oh, my God. Split out wide at wide receiver, motherfucker. Learn how to fucking write, you dumb bastard. Holy shit. At wide receiver where he will overmatch every DB in this Carolina secondary. Sorry, I hate these fucking errors. I just I don't catch them right away. It pisses me off. And then when you do, like, spell check and all that type of shit, hey, editor, take a look at here. And it doesn't go, hey, you know, it says tight end here, uh, but split out wide as a tight end. I don't know what the fuck you're trying to say, dumb bastard. That's not in my program. Fuck you, computer. You're going to fix it, god damn it. <sighs> TJ Hawkinson of Detroit. 6,219 and 5,100. Good for fifth, fifth, and fifth. Could this be the return of TJ Hawkinson? Of all the tight ends I have listed, he's the only one I see with the possibility of outmatching Pitts this week, and he'll do it against Philadelphia. So TJ Hawkinson, definitely in play. Definitely in play if you want to pay down about what? Eh, probably pay for Pitts on FanDuel. Eh, Yahoo is only 2 bucks more. Ah, DK, you get $1,200 savings. I might be interested in that. Might be. Uh, Noah Fant, 5,800, 17, and 4,900. Good for 8th, 8th, and 5th. So he's a sick. What? How can you be 5th over there? Ooh, ooh. Whoops. Whoopsies. Uh, basically said if Robert Tunyon can get it done against Washington, you don't think Noah Fant can't. <laughs> if I like the slot wide receiver, I'm going to like the tight end. Okay? So... Noah Fant definitely in play. Like I said, it I talked about it. 
talked about my feelings. We're going to get to it when we get to defenses. Uh, GPP, Dallas Goddard, 5,900, 17, and 4,700. Good for 6th, 8th, and 7th. Really wanted to like him in cash. But, again, it's it's like Devontae Smith. Uh, Detroit is weak against the tight end, but they've kept them out of the end zone. That's been kind of a problem, too. Uh, so to pay off, he's going to have to buck that trend. Um, also hard to trust because Jalen Hurts at the quarterback. So Hunter Henry. This is kind of a... Uh, he's, he's a GBP. 5,519 and 4,200 for 10th, 5th, and 10th. Numbers are great all along the board. And, of course, I like the revenge game narrative. But with the limited amount of targets, he is not safe enough for cash. That is, unless fellow tight end Jonu Smith is out this weekend and we can move him up. So if Jonu Smith is out, he's been questionable, and he will be questionable until tomorrow, definitely keep an eye on that. If Jonu Smith is out, you can totally put uh, Hunter Henry in for cash. Tyler Higby, 5,319 and 4,500, good for 12th, 5th, and 9th. Cooper Cup is the first look for this offense, but you cannot deny the spot against the Texans for Higby. And that, this too, with the tight end. Every time the tight end spot has been good and Cooper Cup's matchup has been kind of like, remember, it's a I correlate the two. It means the middle of the field. So if I like the tight end, I have to look at the slot wide receiver. Cooper Cup can definitely take advantage of this as well. Defense special teams, cash, Buffalo Bills, 4,721 and 3,300. Good for fourth, first, and seventh. Uh, just look the other way. <laughs> Our buddy uh, Carmen, who's in the, who's in the uh, Discord chat, uh, that's, that's who that is. So I said, just look the other way, Carmen. This could get ugly. Uh, this defense is going to be hungry coming off the bye week, and they're at full strength against the Dolphins' offensive line that has been terrible. Uh, that's a big deal for me. San Francisco 49ers, 4,600, 14, and 3,500. Good for 5th, 11th. So best price over on Yahoo. Uh, best price for Buffalo is over on DK, by the way. Uh, 3,500 for 5th, 11th, and 5th. Uh, until the Bears can prove they are a competent offense, I will attack them with every defense that has a decent pass rush. It doesn't hurt that the Bears' offensive line has been falling apart as well. Atlanta Falcons, 4,014 and 2,900 for 11th across the board. Did you see what I said about the Bears? That's the same feeling I have about quarterback Sam Darnold and the Carolina Panthers' offense right now. They have been horrible. They have been turning the ball over. Um... So if somebody wants to tell me that they are going to start Sam Darnold and uh, on that and because they they're going to start Sam Darnold and Carolina Panthers and stack that game, um, no, no, you're not, you're not right now. There's no indication that Carolina is going to fucking play with them. There's no indication. So unless the defense, you know, gets a couple of turnovers because Matt Ryan just completely falls apart, um, I would not do that. Indianapolis Colts, 3,800, 14, and 2,600, good for 15th, 11th, and 16th GPP, also known as the pay-down defenses for cash. This is truly GPP, though. Uh, A lot of people expect this game to be a high-point scoring affair, and if the Titans did indeed blow their load last week, then this is the perfect time to pounce and get a defense at under 1% owned. You're not going to pay a hell of a lot for him. There's going to be a lot of people on that game. So if you believe me 
in my thought process that they could have blown it last week against fucking Kansas City because everybody's going against Kansas City. I really should look up the statistic of or uh, look up uh, any type of data of how the team that beat Kansas City did the very next week. That's what I really should have done. Maybe I'll look at that up tonight, and I'll do that on the Facebook Live. New Orleans Saints, 3,614 and 2,500, good for 18th, 11th, and 18th. Saints know how to handle quarterback Tom Brady, and with the defense back to full strength along, along the defensive line, it'll force Brady to throw and could lead to multiple turnovers and a possible touchdown at under 5% owned at their dick, dirt, cheap price. Last but certainly not least, the douche canoes. 3,400, 13, and 2,100, good for 20th, 17th, and 23rd. Pretty much just about bare minimum. Uh, with the way that the Broncos' offense has been running lately, do you blame my gut for thinking that this is a possibility? The offensive line hasn't been great in its past blocking, and that shows up on the spreadsheet. Uh, I will be playing this both ways, but this is truly where my gut wants to go, so I will be trusting it this week. Last time I had this feeling with them was last season against the 49ers, and we know how sweet that scoop and score was. Chase Young. Chase Young. Fucking got us a shit ton of money that week. Got us a shit ton of money. So that's it. Um, like I said, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably going to do a Facebook Live in the morning at eight. I I, I don't have anything fucking going on uh, tonight. I think it's going to be a relax night. I don't know. I might get a couple spreadsheets done, but uh, that's neither here nor there. That's not up to you guys to fucking worry about i might build some lineups maybe i'll build up lineups i don't know i don't know i got a ton of time in the morning Uh, i know what i am doing fucking drinking go have a beer happy halloween everybody if i do not talk to you tomorrow be safe double check your kids fucking candy there's psychopaths out there as there always have been What the fuck was that? How the fuck did I hit that fucking button again? I went to pause. I went to, you know, hit stop on the whole fucking podcast. And then what do I do? I hit the button for the fucking, (laughs) the fucking intro. Am I drunk already? And I haven't even had a beer because I swear to fucking God, if I'm fucking drunk already, I've got some fucking problems. Peace out, everybody.